Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining today. Just going to give it a few minutes here to allow everyone to log on. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Media Gel podcast. I am your host, Guillermo Bravo. Uh, thank you for joining us today as we discuss uh, how you can maximize in-person events and expos uh, with Wendy Camel. Uh, Media Gel connects brands and retailers with cannabis consumers through our ad network of mainstream publishers, mobile apps, games, and TV. Uh, we help cannabis companies advertise on Google, support an SEO, and activate data through display advertising to support e-commerce sales. And I'd like to introduce Wendy Campbell. Uh, Wendy is the National Sales Director at Jage Media. Wendy has 20 years of experience in sales, marketing, product management, uh, primarily in CPG and consumer packed goods. Uh, she's driven and more excited than ever to uh, you know, working to discover what is needed to create profit-making profit solutions for companies involved in the sale and marketing of consumer products. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Nice introduction. Yeah, no, it's uh, love having you on and uh, looking forward to just meeting you next week in, in New York and supporting you at the MJ Impact. Coming up fast. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, uh, well, let's kick it off. You want to give me a little background on uh, yourself and, you know, have you always like loved events and like what really drew you to uh, the event and expo business? You know, I think I've always loved people um, and, and, and engaging on a one-on-one -on -one personal level. Uh, I was thinking about this question last night. My very first trade show experience was 1995. I was six months out of college, started my first job in the PC industry, startup PC company. And I went to Comdex in Las Vegas. Comdex no longer exists, but at the time it was one of two of the biggest events in the personal computer space. Yeah. And I was just wowed by the expositions, the exhibitors, the lights, the energy, the crowds of people attending and walking. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, they make business happen. You make, meet great people. There's education. And if I can be a part of producing that, um, like we do here at MJ Impact, I get to help other people, which is also what I like about the human capacity to support one another. Yeah, I've uh, I've just kind of I've been in the industry since twenty what twenty fourteen, so I kind of watched the evolution of MJ BizCon when it was it was a very small event to uh, the growth of the industry as a whole, and you know the the creation of all these other events, right? So like Call of Flowers last week we attended, uh, which is more for connecting brands and uh, you know, retailers and and brands. And then MJ Impact, you know, you have a different philosophy. And, you know, I guess, do you have any partic particular philosophy around events that you, you want to share with our viewers? Sure. You know, I think the first one is they're all opportunities, right? That's, that's the first place. And then with those opportunities, you need to be strategic. 
And there are gonna be different opportunities and there's gonna be different strategies depending on the event, depending on your participation at the event, if you're exhibiting it, you're sponsoring it, you're attending it. And that's from womb to tomb, I like to say. That's from the, okay, we're evaluating these events, we're gonna participate in it on some level, all the way through to we're doing our follow-up and having those conversations that we ignited or sparked at the event. So it's a long process. It's not just showing up, right, uh, at 10 o'clock when the event starts. Um, so organize and strategize and how you want to activate on those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, why, and then why do you think it's important for our industry in, in particular to attend in-person events? Like, why is it so, so crucial for us? It's so important. I think it's the experience, right? To get the chance to meet individuals that you are doing business with or could potentially do business with and connect with them. Um, and that really can help you decide, do you wanna work with these people, right? Or do they share the same zest for life and understanding of the business? And are they, who are they behind the screen or behind a logo or behind a website? Do you really connect and gel? Is there a fit for your organizations? Do you think the same way? Do you operate the same way? Um, and also to experience products and services in the real time, right? Um, which you can't beat that unless you're actually experiencing it in the consumer driven environment from a retailer perspective or something of that nature. Yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> It's been it's been nice to connect with people, you know, in person after two years of the hiatus. And <laughs> I've you know, I've uh, met some of my best clients and, and partners at these events. And you know, it takes a few events for people to get comfortable with you. Right. Like it's they have to, to get your personality, uh, your mission, you know, uh, how you do business, you know, how to best do business together. Uh, there's a lot of things that are really important that, uh, you know, the dinners, the, the happy hours, just really commit, uh, connecting with people on an intimate level is, is key. And I think, you know, you know people are yearning for that even more now, uh, given the absence of in-person events. Yeah. Well, and there's also the, I mean, we're, we're limited as an industry, but yet we're so lucky to have LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and so my LinkedIn is now dominated with all cannabis. Yeah. Uh, and I can't keep up with everything or everyone. Yeah. Um, so getting the chance to put those dots together, right? Like, I think I recognize you from that little square on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I'd love to know who you are and more about you. And you're right. I mean, I, I I've done the math, right? I, yeah. <laughs> I pay attention when we're talking about strategy and opportunity. It tends to take about three events right? Three yeah. events of meeting someone to where by the third time around, you're probably conducting some business together, right? Yeah. You're collaborating on something that supports each other's business. And now you're friends, right? Like yeah. I can see you across the room and I'm like, ah, there he is. Let me go say hi. <laughs> so, but yeah. it takes that familiarity. Yeah. And it's just getting an understanding of uh, what people do. You know, it's sometimes unclear to what everyone's specialty is. I, I know people ask me all the time, you know, I, I see you on LinkedIn, but I, I see media gel, but I'm not sure what you do. I just want to get a confirmation on like what you're actually offering to the industry. And, uh, you know, just to, just to be clear on how I speak of you in the business. So it's an, it's important to 
to participate in these conversations and at at live events they don't all have to be like consuming like it could be you know benzinga was financial and like more suits and uh, hall of flowers is definitely uh you know a much funner atmosphere <laughs> you get the california california vibe and what's mj impact going to be like oh I, you know i i think that uh as a team, we've worked uh, tirelessly to create something that's unique and different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's one first and only event in the industry on a national level yeah. that is exclusively for THC consumer packaged good brand and retail executives, along with accredited investors. And while we're, you know, everybody gets qualified. So I like to say there's no tire kickers. It's not cannabis 101. It's cannabis PhD and beyond. So every conversation is quality. You're able to connect with people. They're like-minded. They understand the industry. Um, oftentimes it's really about how am I growing my footprint as a brand or a retailer without going and getting a new license to be an operator in, in the next state. Right. So it's about finding that intellectual property, licensing or franchising opportunities, building your network always. And then do you need access to capital? We've got our money stage where businesses can pitch to just investors and, and VCs. We've added a pitch competition to that. Um, great networking events, too, where we take that trade show, trade event, daytime conversation and move it to that nighttime opportunity or various happy hours that we host. So really curating the audience, um, setting the tone for who's gonna be there and what the conversations are gonna be about. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of the best of everything all rolled up into one. At yeah, it sound, sounds like it, yeah. And you know, when, you know, there's a ton of events out there. So like, what should, I'm familiar with MJ Unpacked. I, I, you know, I was there last year. But like, what should anyone that is considering attending a conference uh, research before committing to actually participating in that event? I think it probably starts behind the scenes with what are you, what do you want to accomplish by participating in events, and then how do you want to participate, and then start looking for those events that fit those objectives. Um, and I think you know the opportunity to understand who's behind the event, to your point, you know, um, what, why does the event exist? Who's going to be there? Is it a fit for your business on what level, right? And then what's the outcome that you believe you can create at the event? And then what do you put into making that happen? So the who, the where, the why, the when, and the how, behind each event because there's so many that are different and mm -hmm. unique and then there's so many that are kind of the same thing so where do you fit and how does the event fit you exactly so i guess you know for uh for a cpg brand you know <laughs> what are what are some of the events that they can tell i mean you have uh mg unpacked you know hall of flowers was a great one for for reaching retailers you know Benzinga is probably not a, you know, if you're, if you're raising money, if that's your goal, then that would be a, a good event for you there. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you know, uh, 
consumer packaged good wise national level it's mj impact yeah if you're doing and every show has a different meaning right if you're doing um if you're in california and you're a brand and you're trying to get your product on the shelf and in the door to those retailers or expand your footprint on those shelves at that retailers hall of flowers is an outstanding buyer seller show yeah. um benzinga i was there you know in miami it was my first opportunity to be there and there was a great mix but that was really about i'm here because i need to get influx of capital and funds into my business right yeah, 100%. um wonderful opportunity where that was the overarching theme i was at Nikan boston and really enjoyed having a chance to meet mark shepherd and that was, I think there were 16 or 17 cannabis consumer packaged good brands on exhibit there. And outside of California and Hall of Flowers, that was the largest display of consumer packaged goods at an event I've seen beyond MJ Unpacked. Uh, so, you know, Mark's doing a great thing in Nikan and New England and Massachusetts are on fire. So, you know, but if you are, if you are, in the operation side of your business, where you need that the picks and the shovels and the label makers and the grow lights, I don't think there's anything better than MJ Biz for that side of your business. So you're, you're gonna send different types of teams to different events. Again, each event serves a different type of purpose and they all fit into the ecosystem of what we're doing in cannabis. Exactly. And, you know, events can be quite expensive. So, you know, selecting a, a conference where you'll put your, yourself in the best position to make these connections is, is key and really like move the dial on your business, right, is a, is a top priority. Um, you know, what kind of goals would you recommend conference goers set for each event? Like, if I'm a brand, what should I, what should I set as my goals? Uh, I mean, you know, it's a different type of event for different type of goals. Okay. Right. And then also how you're going to participate. If you're an exhibitor, a sponsor, or an attendee. And it, it might be that I'm so close to the production side of events now that um, I can see that the differences in those three categories uh, where the, the average Joe, our peers sometimes collide exhibiting and attending um, they say attending, but they really mean exhibiting, or they say exhibiting, they really mean attending. Uh, so, you know, objectives, are, are, you, are you in the place where you need to raise the capital? Where can you do that? Do you need to be able to be on a money stage and pitch? Because that's specifically what your business is, is needing to do. Um, are you about building awareness for your brand because you're looking to make more sales in the state that the event is being held? Um, so how do you, what's your messaging and communication to that retail buyer or the individuals making those purchasing decisions? Are you looking for growth from a licensing or a franchising perspective? And then, and then let's also talk about education, yeah. right? What are the, what are the educational platforms at these events? Um, you know, Canamed or cannabis science uh, event that's going on or MJ Impact, they're all going to deliver different content on their conference programming stage by different types of industry professionals. So what's what matters to you and or your team? Um, so it's really being specific again at, with the opportunities and strategic about where you want to be and how you want to participate. And then leveraging 
the event producers, and in this case, Jage Media, MJ Impact, with what they offer for you to make the best impact for your business, the tools that they have, um, and, and look beyond just showing, you know, old school, right, was you showed up, you built your booth, um, and the lights came on, and you just stepped out into the aisle and hoped to grab people into your booth. Or you showed up, grabbed your badge, and you walked around. It's not the same thing anymore, right? So what are the ways? Technology, networking events, um, sizzle reels, commercials, videos, et cetera. You know, how can you make the most impact with your budget at the event and, and work with the teams producing it to know what those are? Yeah, and for the most case, uh, you know, all the events have been really transparent with who's attending, right? So you have, you know, who's going to attend you. If you're an exhibitor, uh, you know, you have your kind of obligations on the booth and you'll need to bring in more people to just kind of to own that part of the business and of, of the event. If you're an attendee, you kind of get the free flow around, right? Like you get to hop around the, the parties, you get to help, you know, hit the, hit the expo floor. Uh, you know, but it, in most cases, like you can cover that in one day, right? Like if it's, unless it's like MJ BizCon where there's thousands of <laughs> exhibitors that in most cases, you can, you can cover the entire expo floor in one day. Um, I know at, Benzinga, I was really interested in the psilocybin market and I don't have that much experience in it. So I was, you know, I was there the first day, just really attending a lot of educational panels. And, you know, for all these events, they had different goals, as he said, you know, I've uh, Hall of Flowers, like we want to generate leads, right? We wanted to get in front of brands. We want to get in front of retailers. We want to get new business. And we found that that was you know, a great place for us to do so. And same thing with MJ Unpacked. Right. There's a lot of decision makers there, uh, a lot of people that you can meet at uh, happy hours or any of these you know, nice uh, networking events that you put together. And it's really uh, you just really have to get out there and, you know, uh, meet one person, have that person introduce you to another and just kind of hit the floor. And, you know, I, I definitely have seen a difference in uh, if you're active on social media and you're, you're really participating before the event, you're talking about it. You're getting a meeting set up before the event. That definitely goes a long way and makes the the use of your time uh, that much that much better, right? Because it's it's expensive to go to these events, and uh, you know it takes a lot of energy to to be uh, on the floor for eight hours speaking with people one on one and smiling and keep your energy high. So it's uh, there's a lot of work to it, and a lot of five hour energy drinks. If I'm yeah. About. <laughs> Do you have any tips for our viewers for setting event goals? You know, like let's break things out by event type and the, and the goals tied to the audiences you want to target. And we, we already touched on this a little bit, but if you're attending a, a B2C audience, like what are your C, some of your goals? Or if you're attending an investor focus event, like what are your summary goals? Or, you know, if you're connecting with retailers and looking to expand a new markets, what are your summary goals? Like it's any yeah, I think there it's a it's a great question, great sticking point for this conversation. Yeah. I, I find that the B2C opportunity is a great place to understand your consumer, right? You get the chance to talk to the consumer who's using your product or services and it's real-time feedback 
Yeah. So you can you can put that into R and D as well, because oftentimes when you're working in your business, um, you don't get as many opportunities as possible to that end user consumer. So B 2 C, I think, is connecting with that consumer and and, and doing that real time research, uh, touch base. You know, the investor piece is is really new to me since the last two years and two months of working at JH Media. And I love it. I, I, I love the energy and the opportunity and the discussion. And all of this, you know, when we start talking about the B2B events, including the investor opportunities, is what is your personal and professional pitch for your business, right? What is your 30-second commercial? And that 30-second commercial then turns into a three-minute commercial. And I, I use the commercial so you can think about it similar to how you did the introductions to both of us, right? Yeah. Um, you're moving fast. People are getting hit in every direction and you want it to be a meaningful conversation that sticks. Yeah. So you, you, you really need to craft that to be able to bend and flex it to the audience that you're speaking with. And oftentimes in one type of event, you're gonna have the opportunity to meet all different types of players or individuals. So being able to pivot that conversation and not everyone is us in your yeah. team, right? Not everyone is the social butterfly and you know doesn't meet a stranger. So there might need to be some internal coaching and work on that messaging so everybody's there. So on that investor side, what I find is, you know, what's the opportunity? Yeah. Um, what are you looking for from the investor? And what's the, what's the exit strategy for your business, right? When do these investors get their, their, their payout, right? What, what's in it for them? So really making it about the opportunity that you're presenting and the need, right? What is the need for? How are you going to use the money? And how soon do you need it? What's, what's the runway that you're currently working in? So yeah, and just, and just assume that, uh, I mean, I spoke with investors at Hall of Flowers and they're like, yeah, we have 150, you know, <laughs> companies, portfolios that we're looking at. So you really have to make yourself stand out and, and, and share your story, your voice, your mission, when you're going to get the return on, um, on those funds, right? And have your, your uh, due diligence documents, your financials, everything ready, uh, get your data room, like, you know, have your NDA ready to be signed after that conversation and get that out the door and get information to, to people while they're at the event. It's uh, really capitalized on that opportunity, right? It's not, yeah. there's not that many investment groups in the cannabis space that are, you know, that are uh, actively investing at the moment. It's, it's definitely changing, right? <laughs> With everything going on in the economy. And, you know, that's why when I think about it, it's when we, with our money stage, we've got 16 different companies that are taking the money stage to do their pitch presentation. And we've got Deborah Johnson, who's our investor relations management team member. And she's onboarding these companies that are taking the money stage. And we're really, you know, I, I call her a Sherpa. She's really guiding them through the pieces. And these cannabis companies are so overwhelmed with all the different pieces of their business that they're operating. Yeah getting them to stop, drop, and roll, right? To get them focused on, you need a one sheet. What's the one sheet that is about your company and the opportunity? Perfect. Now we're going to turn that into a three-minute video where you're actually speaking what that story is and what the opportunity is. Great. Now you've got your pitch deck, 
right? You're preparing for that actual pitch that you're going to do. And all of that ends up in a data locker. And those three components are oftentimes, this is their first time they're doing it, right? Or they've done it before, didn't get a lot of action, right? Didn't get what they were looking for. So revising that. Um, and, you know, one of my um, kind of been one of my roadies uh, that I've been doing trade shows with is, is David Kunick from UCS Advisors, okay. and he focuses on investor relations. So he and I talk about this as well as to it really takes a lot of prep work to be able to be one of those selected through a VC or investor conversation that they want to put your, their time, energy and money into. So you've got to be prepared. Um, and the work that you do, right, preparing is how you get to that success point where you meet your objective. Uh, what is it they say? Um, failing to plan is planning to fail. There you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the I mean, other one? Uh, you know, CPG, B2B events, um, buyer seller, right? Um, what is the opportunity? What is your product mix? What are your price points? Um, what are your delivery terms? Um, what is your inventory uh, timing from the time of order to the time of delivery? What are what are the marketing budget that you're going to have? Is there co-op marketing, right? How are you going to be able to do the push and the pull, which we've talked about that, right? When it comes mm -hmm. to the retail piece, are, yep. are, is there a partner in that retailer, right? Are you partnering to, to make all that happen? Um, and then education too, right? When we're talking brands and retailers, where's the education piece, the educating the, the retailer and the bud tenders about these new products? So there's a lot that goes into that, that buyer, seller, retail conversation. And then at MJ Impact, when we're talking about intellectual property, right? Licensor, licensee relationships. What states do you want to go to? What are the um, licensing deal notes? Um, is there exclusivity? Uh, who's going to own the marketing? Um, what are the production timelines and needs? I mean, there's so much that goes into that conversation as well. So they're all unique and different and you have to have a different voice. And I see that yeah. in um, the marketing message. We're, we're really focused in the cannabis space mm -hmm. by creating marketing, which you guys are so big in doing to that consumer, right? The B to C. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity to enhance our B2B communication as well. Definitely. And, you know, LinkedIn has been a great resource for me to, to do that. I mean, I've, I found that to be the, the best channel for at least getting that top of funnel awareness introduction to, to who you are, um, you know, who some of your colleagues are. Uh, Steph, it's cannabis friendly as well. So that's definitely a plus. Uh, you know, the type of content is more professional as well. Like I've, I've seen an increase this year of, of people participating in LinkedIn over like Instagram and Facebook and some of the other channels, just because they know they're somewhat secure on the, on the platform. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of time and, and money and you know, content creation, energy and everything to, to actually create a, a presence online on one of these platforms and, and really build a following. So it's, you know, you really need to have your, your message on point. And then B2C, you know, same thing with the social media channels, like the Instagram, Facebook, those are going to be better platforms for you, right? To, 
to reach consumers. Um, so speak to people where they are. And uh, the, the quote I was looking for is success is the place in the road where preparation meets opportunity. That was the, the one I was trying to to uh to remember <laughs> yeah that's a good one to remember hashtag that one write it down if you're watching <laughs> it's true uh yeah yeah and then do you have any advice for you know how much we should budget per year for an event like you know there's there's tons of events out there like how many should you really be attending per year well you're, you're talking to a gal who used to do 30 trade shows a year wow. as a brand exhibiting so I don't know, right? We don't, we're not, I don't think we're up to 30 a year in the canvas space, uh, at least not yet. So, you know, it's in my experience, um, when you're being selective about the objectives and the opportunities, you, you budget in, in cannabis is a big, yeah. it's, it, it's a bigger deal than it was at a, a, a tell, uh, I can't speak, at a Shell or a Mattel, any of the other places that I've worked. Um, we just have our hands tied, right? A lot of these cannabis companies that are plant touching. Yep. But typical rule of thumb is 15 to 20% of your sales, your annual revenue. Uh, you should really be focused on putting that towards your marketing. And then that breaks down into all the different buckets in marketing. So it's going to be each, it's going to be individual for each company. Um, but that's where I would start. What is your annual revenue? look at that 10 to 20% window for your marketing budget and then break that down strategically for how you want to engage. And, and right now, I mean, I, I talk to brands that are like, we've got 45 events this year, but they're still putting them, many of them are still putting all of their events into one bucket. Um, and there's really that trade event, which is an MJ Impact, an MJ mm -hmm. Biz, a Hall of Flowers, an ECAN, right? Or a Bazinga. And then there's that business to consumer, right? Yeah whether it's Green Street that's happening this yeah. week in, in LA, or it is any of the other, you know, pop-up in-store retail. So also starting to break down your marketing budget into the various buckets. And when it gets to events, truly looking at the different types of events and breaking your budget into that, those buckets. Yeah, and there's different purposes for each event, right? I mean, the, the, brand to retailer event like hall flowers like you really want to get uh pia like you want to get purchase orders right like you you want to get in new stores uh for something like a green street uh, you really just want to create brand awareness and build that brand equity and then if you're at a vendor day you know you're you've already built that relationship with a, a retail partner and that's all going to be education all right so your products are already in the store uh you really want to do your best to differentiate yourself from all the other, you know, brands on the shelves and like what makes you unique, what makes you special, um, why are your products uh, speaking to this specific customer audience, whether it's uh, baby boomers, uh, you know, female consumers, like whatever it might be, like this, you really need to to tailor that content to the appropriate audience, right? So it's it's all, uh, all goes that plane. Yeah. I think I mentioned this to you one time we chatted before. I mean, I, I, I look at shows, there's the business to consumer, which you talked about, which is that brand awareness. Yeah. And then, you know, when we, I, I call them order writing shows, okay. um, which would be the, the hall of flowers scenario, in my opinion, which is I'm there to write POs. Yeah. And oftentimes 
I would go to a show knowing that I could write enough POs um, to pay for at a minimum break even. Exactly. Um, and, and so I would qualify it on an ROI from a dollars spent, dollars earned. But then there's, you know, there's also the shows that you've got to be there. If you're relevant in the industry, that show is the one that you, you, you know, that this is one of the events that you have to be to. And, and, and I, I'd like to think that MJ Impact is, is quickly becoming that in a short period of time. Uh, and those, you know, I, I, then the other one, the other category I would have is the ability to meet new people, yeah. right? That, that I'm going there because I want to expand my network, um, which can lead to further opportunities down the road. So the strictly networking, the relevance, because I'm in the industry and this is an industry event I must be at to be relevant. And then there's order writing shows. Yeah. Those are kind of the buckets that I use when evaluating trade events. And then what do you do to, you know, get your, your business and, you know, ways to get eyes on your business before the event and engage with others? Like, do you have any recommendations on pre-event promotions or any marketing strategies? And I'll, I'll touch on mine as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that it starts with looking at the event when you're evaluating an event, what do they have to offer? Right. Um, is there an event website? Is your logo being on there? Does it have a hot link to your, to, to your website? Um, do they have a promotional toolkit uh, that they're going to be able to provide to you so that they've created all the, the copy and the imagery and all that you have to do is then plug and play with that. And then where do you plug and play it? Um, it, it clearly for us in cannabis, it's going to need to be in social media, LinkedIn, and possibly the Instagrams and the Facebooks of the world. I, I heard uh, there's some others. Oh gosh, I'm going blank on it now. I was at a CMA meeting in Tacoma or in Seattle, Washington about a month mm -hmm. ago. And they were talking about some other uh, social places that I had not heard of before. So even Reddit people are using. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, using that social platform that you have, not only from an individual perspective, but collectively as a business, yeah. right? And doing that strategically and then connecting. Right. So you're marketing yourself that you're going to be there. Start spreading the news, right? That you're going to be in these various places. Market your exhibit space. Market if you know your booth number. Market if you're going to have any networking events or you're going to be in the networking events. Um, schedule the meetings, right? Reach out to them in, in advance to the people, the stakeholders that you want to be able to have those meetings with. Does the, the event itself offer a platform for meetings? pre-book meetings or meeting schedulers. Um, and then also that lead capture, right? Like I know you and you're probably like me, you've got that deck of business cards all over. Oh yeah. <laughs> from all over. Take pictures of those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how are you capture? you know, what are the ways you can capture the connections that you do make and simplify those and streamline those as best as possible to get them into your CRM system. So those are my top thoughts off. Well, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are too. Yeah, I mean, uh, before the event, you know, I would say, uh, look, I mean, MJ Unpack specifically, take a look at the app, see what you can, you can actually do within the app. So I would say that's the first thing is like seeing what tools are available. As you said, uh, you can schedule different uh, meetings one-on-one -on -one with people through the app. So that's, that's the holy grail, I'd say, like for, for getting people to, to meet in person. 
Uh, as far as marketing yourself before, you know, social media is going to be big. Uh, you have your, your email list. So email marketing, uh, doing cold invites. If you're throwing like a party or doing cold invites for uh, booking meetings, I'd say is, is big. Uh, paid search, uh, something that we, we do, like we, we bid on the actual uh, event name. So like if you're at Hall of Flowers and you're at Palm Springs and you type in Hall of Flowers, you might see an ad for us, like how to market yourself at Hall of Flowers. So it's like kind of a small campaign that you can do to make sure that you're top of mind. Uh, display ads as well. Uh, we did this at Hall of Flowers. We did a geofence around Palm Springs and anyone that we know that was a cannabis uh, in the cannabis industry. Like we showed them ads through uh, different mobile apps and games just to make sure that we're top of mind. Uh, blogging is another, you know, like creating a, a pre-event article on a little bit about yourselves, about your booth, uh, and then a post-event highlight, maybe with a gallery, right? Uh, that would be nice. And then social media, social media posts, I would say at least maybe two posts for before the event on your personal profile, on your company profiles, uh, you know, the, the list that's uh, available in the MJ impact, you could always do direct outreach, to those same individuals on LinkedIn, or if you want to, if you're not connected with them, you know, you can go through LinkedIn sales navigator. So it's really just that extra push, uh, to really get people to, to book that meeting because everyone, I mean, everyone is, is really busy at these events. And then a yeah, simple kind of casual thing is to have a, a banner for the event um, in your email signature. So, you know, I'm going to be here during this time, schedule a time with me uh, for a one-on-one. -on -one. So there's a, some different ideas for, for really getting the word out there. Uh, but LinkedIn, like I said, has been really valuable and any, anything that you've built as far as your, your CRM, your, your email and your SMS list, definitely like leverage that uh, as much as possible. Yeah, bring that marketing to the forefront, right? Mm -hmm. And utilize it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, as far as pre-booking pre meetings, is there any campaigns that you've done in the past that have been most effective? Oh, gosh. You know, um, I've done them all. I've had, yeah. event, I've worked events where that, that's what they were. They were all pre-booked meetings. Okay. Um, so you were guaranteed those conversations, but you were paying for that, right? Um, and that doesn't fit every budget. And um, I, that, that doesn't always get you the right conversations that you want to have either. It just kind of depends on the event. Um, I, I like the app. I like the MJ Unpacked app. I, I um, like to, I can see who's there. I can read about their company, brochures, price list, show specials, case studies, um, deal notes, and I can be prepared for the, the meeting, right? Um, and then I think the other thing is networking, right? Who do you know? Like I'll, I'll reach out to someone, Benzinga. It was my first time going there and I reached out to um, an investor that I know and was like, I'm going to be there. These, this is what I would like to accomplish. Is there anybody you know who's going to be there that I should talk to, right? And from that, they were willing to make introductions before the event and say, hey, Wendy's gonna be in town. It'd be great if you guys have a chance to connect. So really utilizing your network. You mentioned it earlier about when you're on the, the, the event floor or in the space 
and you're having that conversation, ask for it. I've had success in asking for that in advance too. Yeah. That's, that's big. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you really need to maximize it. I know it's hard to nail people down, especially if they have like really. Well, you and I are going to meet at Hall of Flowers, right? And you, yeah. we got connected like, is there a good time for us to get together? And it didn't, we didn't sync up, but then right on Friday at the ball, I walk in or whatever day it was. I forget what day it yeah, was. Yeah, that was Thursday. Yeah. Buds yeah. and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buds and breakfast. And there you were. And for me, there's a friendly face. Yeah. Right. I haven't had my cup of tea yet. Um, and there's a friendly face and I can sit there and have a conversation. I ended up meeting two guys, two, two uh, peers just by sitting down to talk to you. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm glad I, glad I could help <laughs> broker some of that. <laughs> uh, well, as far as the mistakes, like, is there any, any mistakes that you've seen people make at these events uh, besides not being prepared? Right. <laughs> And I think it all comes back to not being prepared, but, you know, you are the brand of your your personal brand and also the brand of your organization. You know, George likes to say the face of our our organization. Mm -hmm. So everything, and then, you know, me, I've got this hair, so I look like (laughs) a beacon. It's like Wendy, they know who Wendy is, right? I get a little thing here too, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's a responsibility, right? Your personal brand and the being the face of your organization or representing your business, that's a responsibility and you need to take it seriously. And it's about, you know, that pre-work, that pre-game, if you want uh, to get prepared for it. And then it's the execution on site and it's everywhere. It's not just in a conversation that I'm having with someone that I've already met. It's how I conduct myself on the dance floor. That would be me. Um, um, How much you consume, right? You know, and and being able to manage that in a professional setting. Um, You don't want to be known as the guy that fell down drunk or the girl who, you know, ended up in the bushes or whatever. I mean, that stuff happens, right? Um, so really rep- realizing that you're representing yourself and your company and always keep that top of mind. People are looking, they're watching, they're listening. Um, and heck, they might even have their video camera out recording it, right, of what you're doing. <laughs> so be mindful. Yeah. And the only mistakes that I've seen really is when you're not, when you're not taking that as a responsibility. Um, and yeah. I've been fortunate. Um, I've never been in that scenario, but I felt for those that I've seen in that scenario. So it's business, right? Yeah. Watch, watch the boozing and, and don't get high where you can't, you can't uh, give your elevator pitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then and that, I guess is the failure. I, yeah. I will say I'm at, during the, the trip to Palm Springs last week, I was having a conversation with someone and I was just like, in my mind, nice person. Right. But in yeah. my mind, I was like, I left the conversation thinking, so what is it that they do? Yeah, at least least get that out. It's 15, 30 seconds. Get your elevator pitch down. Make sure it's uh, in layman's terms, right? (laughs) Yeah. High level. Like a lot of people on our side, you say you're marketing cannabis. They, you know, that's a, that's a good like starting point and you can't really dive in deep or else they're gonna, it's going to go down a rabbit hole, right? So <laughs> you need to keep it high level. Distinctly yeah. uh, uh, and effectively, right? For the audience. 
Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, you're, you're wonderful at marketing. We all understand uh, the importance of, of networking, right. And, and really getting out there and meeting people. Uh, and it can be, it can be, you know, some, sometimes awkward when you're standing in a sea of people that are already in like deep conversations. Right. So do you have any tips for introverts out there, you know, for you know, looking to meet people while they're at these events? Yeah, gosh, the girl who's certainly not the introvert. Um, <laughs> but I mean, smiling's one, right? Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be available. Yeah. Um, there's the 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 body posture that yeah. you have, um, that friendliness, that openness that you can present through the way your your body language is, it, it, the way you're smiling. Yeah. Um, eye connection. I mean, it's so interesting thinking about where we are today versus even just a year ago with events when we were wearing masks. And there are so many people that I met that I didn't see their face, right? It was just their just yep. the eyes. Yep. Um, you can make an impact visually, but just the way that you're looking at someone. So give yourself some grace to say, hi, I'm new in the, I met someone last week. I'm new in the industry. Thanks for telling me. Welcome. Tell me about you, right? So mm -hmm. ask questions about the people that you're meeting. Let, it, let them know that this is your first time at this event or that you're new in the industry or that you've you know, stepped into this role at the company and this is the first time you're, you're in this role at the company. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Be yeah. your authentic self. If you can be your authentic self, people will recognize the fact that you're there and that you want to have a conversation. Um, and they'll oftentimes, if you ask them, hey, is there anybody else here you think that would be great for me to connect with? They're going, they'll introduce you, right? And sometimes you kind of end up being, you know, Annie Davis uh, <laughs> and I, we, we don't necessarily go to events together, but we always kind of end up meeting up somewhere at the start of an event and then we go on our separate ways but along the the path of the event we always reconnect somewhere so it's it, it's nice to to meet a new person and then see them as you go through and they kind of become your anchor mm -hmm. at the event to kind of reset refocus yeah and uh proceed ahead so I know that's a long answer but th that's and I don't know if it's a great answer but, but that's what I would say it's hard for the extrovert to think like an introvert yeah I mean it's I just have the basic questions ready right like people like to talk about themselves so <laughs> that's the easiest one is like have maybe three to five questions in your pocket that uh, you have ready you know like what do you do in the industry the, you know, those kind of high level, like, tell me a little bit about yourselves, like, where, where are you based? Um, could really open any questions, allow people to talk. Uh, it's going to go a long way. Why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? That's a uh, pretty straightforward. People should be able to, <laughs> to get that across. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's ask questions uh, and then ask them for an invitation if they know anyone else in the audience and that, that'll go a long way. Um, I think actually hearing you say those two things, the other piece I would say, be present yeah. in the conversation because there can be a lot going on 
right around mm-hmm. you, but um, be present in the conversation so that it's a meaningful conversation. A hundred percent. And then after the conversation, well, during the conversation, if it's, uh, you know, someone that you want to continue um, kind of going through business development or just building that relationship, uh, exchange business cards, exchange information, and then yeah. post, post event follow up, right? Like you've collected these business cards, uh, you've had mer- meetings during the event. Now what? Like what? I guess what's your advice for keeping these conversations going uh, so they lead to actual sales? Gosh, I, I've set up. So we use a Salesforce as our CRM here. Yep. And uh, I make sure that I have set up the account source. So. Okay. Um, Benzinga, right? I made sure that was set up before I went to the event. So when I came back with all the contacts that I had a chance to meet, I was able to immediately start executing on that follow-up. I also have a, you know, a boilerplate, if you will, um, email that I end up customizing for each conversation. And, And, you know, I have a really good memory um, but when I'm lacking my memory or somebody doesn't have a business card, I'll have, I'll take a picture with them and their badge. So I can remember who they were and what their badge was. And then I can source, find them through LinkedIn typically. Um, but remembering what the conversation was about, right. Um, uh, and a highlight, try to make something stand out from your conversation with them. And if you're in that authentic conversation, something will surface. Yeah. So utilize that in your outbound communication to them post-event. Um, shows that you're present, right? I mean, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then do that follow-up quickly. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm the girl who will stay up late and, you know, work those extra hours to make sure that I get the follow-up that I keep the memory of what the conversations were. And I get that follow-up executed. I try to do it within 24 to 48 hours of an event, which I know, um, it's challenging, but I try to do that. And, and utilizing the other tools that your company might have beyond your CRM and your, your uh, email marketing campaigns, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, really timeliness is everything, right? So uh, make sure that you're top of mind that, you know, there's, as you said, take some notes and add some of that into the, the outreach uh, and follow up quickly. So I, I, that's key. Uh, we have a question from the audience. Oh. Uh, what are what are some of the most innovative ways you can see brands represent themselves? Oh hmm. wait, say it again. Sorry, I was reading something. Oh, I apologize. What, what are the let's see? What are some of the most innovative ways you have seen brands represent themselves? Oh my gosh, cannabis industry brands are the best. Jeez. Uh, uh, and, you know, that's what I love about the Hall of Flowers event, honestly, is the activations, the experiential activations of this. And I, I talk to the brands, right? They spend six months uh, preparing for that act, those, some of those activations. Um, so, you know, most. Uh, well, gosh, what would it be? I mean, oh, I just. Emerald Cup. I'll tell you, I've got it. I know what it is. Okay. We're, I don't know. Were you at the Emerald Cup last year? Uh, I wasn't. I missed it. <laughs> so Stizzy um, okay. was there. And they, it was, it, I guess, you know, I, I lived in Southern California. I didn't spend a lot of time in Central or Northern California, but I guess it's common that it rains during Emerald Cup in December. 
I didn't know. Uh, but Stizzy knew this um, and or they looked at the weather forecast and they created Stizzy ponchos. And sure enough, it started pouring rain and they were there ready to activate and they started handing out ponchos to everybody. So now they have their regular people who are Stizzy fans, plus anybody else who's there that's a warm body, which my husband calls, he's six, eight, and calls himself a walking billboard. Stizzy had walking billboards all over Emerald Cup because they had planned in advance, looked at the weather forecast and handed out these Stizzy logoed ponchos for the rain. It was perfect. Um, so, you know, again, they, their success was because they planned in advance. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, that. Well, we're wrapping up here. I got about six more minutes, and I definitely want to spend some time talking about MJ Impact. Um, so, can you tell us a, a little bit about uh, Jage Media, Jage Media, and why this business and MJ Impact was started? Oh my goodness, where's yeah. George? Is George here? Because uh, George is the the best voice, and and Kim. <laughs> um, it starts with George and Kim. It starts with yep. the Jages. Um, you know, independently and together, they've been producing trade shows since the mid nineties and they've been incredibly successful doing so building media companies from the ground up, uh, and being able to exit those businesses successfully. Um, and as the story goes, George just happened to be in the right place in the right time. And somebody said, you know, there's this weed thing going on in Las Vegas. It's sort of like tea because they had had uh, real tea media. And uh, that was when MJ Biz was a 20 tabletop show over at the Rio. And, you know, uh, George stepped into an opportunity in 2014 and he maximized it and helped build MJ Biz to be the fastest growing trade show two years in a row across all industries. And yeah, he didn't do that alone, um, but he was there for it. And, you know, things happen and people change and businesses, you know, grow and people move on. And that I met George at um, Dope Magazine. He yep. had came to Dope Media, Dope Magazine to help David and James and Evan and the guys prep that company for sale and find an acquirer. And, um, that was when High Times, George facilitated that acquisition for High Times. And we all eventually, it was my seventh merger and acquisition wow. I've been through 30 years. Yeah. Um, great experience. It wouldn't, you know, I would do it all over again, every single one of those mergers and acquisitions. But, you know, George and Kim have thought about this for a long time. And the conversations when I got involved were, you know, it's not about if, there will be a national event for cannabis brands and retailers. It's really about when. And so thus JH Media uh, and MJ Impact and having that intimate relationship what, with MJ Biz and our industry and um, what happens during the week of MJ Biz and having the thesis that brands and retailers and investors are in Las Vegas at MJ Biz time, but what we found, 70% are not going to the show floor. They're at the win or the Cosmo, this suite, that suite, this networking meeting, that party. Um, and the 30% that are going are, you know, they're sending their operations team because they need to have the best pricing, best technology, innovation, et cetera. 
uh, for their picks and shovels and label makers and lights and soils, et cetera, which matter. So really we saw that opportunity is the right time to strike and create a home and a community and an event that was focused on what we like to call the heroes in the journey, right? <laughs> the brands and the retailers, that last mile before the consumer. Um, and so here we are uh, heading into New York City next week with our second national event in person. We'll be back in Las Vegas in September. Uh, we're gonna move over to the MGM Grand Conference Center. So it's a world-class facility. Uh, we're excited to have uh, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. So people are now asking, wait, what? Is that the same time as MJ Biz? No. Not the same. <laughs> no, no. Um, we're a standalone event. I'm really trying, you know, setting ourselves up as the premier event for brands and retailers on a national level with the access to a capital with the investors. So, um, the, and a lot of, you know, a lot underneath all that, but that's the top level of how we got to where we are today. Yeah, we're excited to participate and join as a sponsor. Uh, I believe we're a sponsor of the Social Equity Academy. So uh, with our Media Gel Foundation, we're really trying to support the social impact, social equity brand. So love to participate uh, in your event uh, and support you, Wendy. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Our success is your success. Um, and uh, that's what we want to do is help other companies and lift everybody up in the industry. And you know, thank you for supporting the um, MJ Impact Equity Scholarship. Uh, I think we had 11 uh, companies step in for the support. So um, it's it's double what we had from last year in Las Vegas. So just thank you. Thank you for helping us with that. Yeah, hey, you're very welcome. And we, we met our, our partners with that 40 tons uh, where we, you know, gave our first marketing grant to you. So that was all at MJ Impact last year. So it's coming full circle and they'll be uh, joining us. And I believe they'll be in New York as well. So it'll be nice to see everything full circle. Uh, what about uh, if we have a crystal ball, like what's the future looking like for, for Jage Media and, and MJ Impact? Oh, grab your sunglasses. It's yeah. bright. <laughs> um, you know, uh, continuing to do our best um, and, 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 create improved experiences um, for our partners, our attendees, our exhibitors, our sponsors with each and every event. We will continue to grow and, and get better and we want to lift everybody up with us while we're doing that. And again, it comes back to creating success. Uh, there's some fun stuff coming up for Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> Mm, I don't know how much I can release quite yet, but oh, stop yeah. by, see me in New York. Uh, I will have a suite in the registration area where we'll be having conversations about Las Vegas. Um, we'll be in Las Vegas in September and then back in New York in 2023. Um, so we've got the next year planned out uh, and a lot of great partnerships that are going to come to life over this next year. So we'll, we'll share more as those times come. Well, it's all exciting uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll be there at the event supporting you and um, love everything that you're doing and, you know, what you're, what you're doing for the industry and really connecting all these, these brands, retailers and, and really building that intimate connection. So appreciate what everything that you do and sharing all your insights with our audience today. Uh, we do have actually one more question. Let's see. 
from Max from Divi Digital Methods. Do you have any methods for getting people to sign up at the show rather than waiting for the follow-up? How do you walk that line of pushing, but not too much? <laughs> yeah, or it comes back to strategy. Yeah. Um, and I really think that, you know, to you know, Max, you know, what are you offering that they can't get anywhere else? And that this is a what we call show specials, right? In the in the world of I was when I was in the world of creating order writing at the event, give them some type of exclusive, um, some service, a package, uh, terms, pricing, um, buy one get one, whatever it may be. Create a show special that it's good for right now on site at the event. And if you want to extend it, you know, until the week after or two weeks after, so you can include that in your follow-up, hey, you were really engaged in the conversation that we had at the event. Um, I wanted to remind you of that conversation and see if you're ready to take advantage of the show special, which we've extended to XYZ date. So timestamp it, but make it an offer they can't refuse, right? Um, and think about the money that you spend to be there for that opportunity and also the money that you're going to save if you're able to close it here. So that's where your pricing structure should reflect that, right? The deal and the opportunity on site should reflect all those pieces. And when you make it something they can't resist, um, that's how you get the, the head nod. That's how you get that PO. That's how you get all that right. on. Yeah. And I, on ours, uh, I know at Hall of Flowers, we, you know, we knew we were, we were going to be in front of brands and retailers. So we did a $5,000 display ad giveaway with a QR code. And that's a, an easy, casual way to get people to give you their information to enter a contest. Or, you know, I've seen a lot of panel or a lot of booths have a little iPad kiosk out front with some type of incentive. Uh, and that's just an easy way to, to generate leads. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, well, that's it. I mean, that's, that's it. I'm on my side. Anything else you want to add, Wendy, before we log off today? Uh, thank you, uh, yeah. for, for your friendship and your, and your partnership and this opportunity. Um, everybody watching, I, you know, stop by and say, hi, make sure you tap me on the show, shoulder if you're at MJ Unpacked. And if you want to learn more about MJ Unpacked on any level or our digital publication, MJ Brand Insights, I'm Wendy Campbell. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn um, and let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Thank you. Take good care and, and be well. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. And I posted the MJ Unpacked uh, website in the, in the Zoom chat here. And you know, just as a reminder, uh, Media Gel, uh, what we do and our participation in the industry is connecting brands and retailers, right? We do that through marketing. Uh, we, we do that through mainstream media publishers, mobile apps, games, TV. Uh, we can run ads on Google, Bing, and we're doing SEO. So we're kind of following everything there and uh, helping you reach cannabis consumers on, on Google and beyond. So Happy to support everyone in the industry and feel free to, to book a meeting with me directly at mediagel.com or you know, find me on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining today and I appreciate the time. Yes, thank you. Take care. Here's See you next, see you next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
Bye. Bye.